This is Let's Talk Business Radio with your host, Mark Ebinger. Now, here's Mark. All right, so first up on the show is Greg Viverall, the owner of LSL Electric here in the New Braunfels, Texas area. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks again for having me. Happy to have your wife, uh, Susie, on the show as well. Excited to learn more about your uh, charity that you guys run called Room Redux. Um, so, but Greg, how did you get involved in the electrical trade? What's the backstory there? The backstory of that is uh, kind of funny. I was a hot-headed teenager. No. I was. Stop it. Really? And uh, <laughs> uh, threw a pager at my boss in a, at an alarm company that I was working at. So essentially, I say I got fired, but everyone else said I quit. Yeah. So I'm just hanging out on the couch at, at, at home, and my mother told me it's not going to work that way to get, get my butt out there and go find a job. Go down the street. This electrical company there, your dad used to work uh, with them. They'll recognize your name and hire you. They didn't recognize my name, but they hired me anyway. And okay. then once I started doing the work, man, it, I dug it and it stuck with me. That was 40 years ago. Wow. So why the success there, do you think? You know, I love working with my hands, yeah. right? And then just the, the idea of taking a blank slate, running wire, running conduit, doing whatever, and then flipping a switch and watching the lights come on, it's, to me it's pretty exciting and still is. So you started out as uh, kind of a helper, and then now you're a master electrician, right? That is correct. uh, So you're obviously motivated to do more than just the work, but also to create a company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we started uh, LSL Electric in 2006, um, focused more on uh, commercial construction, building automation, things like that. And as time went on and the company grew to a point, or as I got older, we decided to rebrand and get more into uh, residential service work. That's where we are now. Okay. And so what is it about residential service work that you prefer? That I prefer? Yeah. Just about anything electrical in a, in a home. You know, we do uh, uh, anything simple from hanging a ceiling fan, hanging uh, light fixtures, running new circuits. Um, we also do panel repair and replacement. So anything in between there. That's uh, that's what we we're good at. So why focus on residential versus commercial? So in my mind, I'm thinking commercial would be bigger jobs. It's easier, you know what I mean. But why do you? But you choose to focus on residential. It's your company. You have a choice. Why do you choose to focus on residential? Well, just you said that uh, commercial is easier. It's not. Mm, no. Well, okay. <laughs> not really. Um, <clears throat> now, construction wise, they're both about the same. It's just different. You know, you you, you have different materials that you're using. Um, on the service side of things, we're not in typically not in a unair conditioned home drilling out studs and rope and wire and stuff like that. But on the service side, the house is existing. You know, the conditions are quite a bit better than new construction. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And, and it's all flavor, right? I mean, it's what you prefer. And, and there's definitely money to be made all the way around, whether you're in mm-hmm. commercial, residential, or whatever else. And you guys do really well, I think, on the service side. Uh, what is it you focus on when it comes to customer service that really sets you guys apart? Oh, my goodness. Um, communication. Yeah. That's huge. Um, <clears throat> you know, from the initial phone call, um, then we're in contact and then book the appointment. Uh, we're in contact with the customer, send them reminders that we're coming in two days or, or something. We love that. The the, uh, the morning or afternoon of when we're on our way, they get a message saying that we're a half hour out. And then it's also sent with a text message that has a, a picture of our technician. 
so that when we show up to the door, they already have met them. That's slick. Yeah. All right, cool. So, and then after the job's done? After the job's done, uh, that's part of the craftsmanship. So we make sure that we hire people that are experts in the craft, yeah. right? They're nothing, you know, they don't put in uh, panels or light fixtures. They're crooked. We put levels on everything, make them, <laughs> make everything straight. I'm actually uh, kind of particular on the screws on your switch and outlet plates. They have Thank to goodness. be a certain certain way, either straight up or straight across, and none of this diagonal stuff. As a matter of fact, my wife, she is, uh, she messes with me at home. She'll go, <laughs> she'll go to plates every now and then and just tweak the screws just a little bit just to find out how long it takes for me to notice. Right. I notice it the day I get home. Yeah. Same day, yeah. Well, and whatever you guys are doing is working because you guys have been married for, what, 33 years, I think you said now? Yeah. So, is it 33? Yep. Yep. 30, okay, well, yeah. Coming you, up May 30th. You just got to play it off, yeah, because that's what she said earlier. So <laughs> you don't want to get that wrong if you don't have to. Right. So um, with respect to your, the work that you do on a daily basis, what are some of the biggest problems you're seeing um, in residential homes that maybe people aren't paying attention to? So there's electrical maintenance that most homeowners are not aware of. Um, certain things like the GFCI receptacles or, or protection um, that should be, uh, manufacturers recommend that you check them out and for the most part, replace them every 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, um, smoke detectors are the same, uh, 10 year period. You want to replace those that, yeah, most people don't know. They no, think if we they don't just know. change the batteries and they're not beeping at them, then everything's good. Yeah. What happens with smoke detectors is they're constantly sensing the air. They're always working. They're not just sitting there dormant waiting for smoke. They're always looking. And so dust and pet dander and things like that are floating in the air. And the sensors inside, they get clogged. So then they won't respond in a timely manner when they need to, which is why they need to be replaced. Every 10 years or so mm -hmm. is what you're saying. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, there really should be a whole educational process that happens when somebody buys a home. It's like, hey, by the way, you know, these are some things you need to be taking care of on a, you know, an annual basis, uh, semi-annual, five years, 10 years, whatever, mm -hmm. because we really don't know. And then we, oh, well, I, I thought that the smoke detector just lasts for the lifetime of the home. <laughs> you know, really, I didn't know. That so. would be right. a great idea, Mark. <laughs> right. Write a book. Yes. I, had, I know a guy. Yeah, I'm cool. actually in the process of writing a book right now um, about uh, social media. So it's like, it's totally doable, right? If I can do it, you guys can do it. I promise. Absolutely. Another thing that is, uh, is an issue in some of the older homes in the older uh, neighborhoods where houses were built in the seventies uh, and things like that, they put electrical panels in, um, that are now in the electrical field outlawed oh. because they don't trip like they're supposed to. Or even if you turn it off, it doesn't kill the circuit completely when you're trying to work on it. So that is, if we walk into a house and we see those particular brands of uh, uh, the manufactured brands of panels, we don't even work on them until we have to change those out. Right. Yeah, it's just a safety issue. Yeah, and if somebody's not going to know that unless they go to sell the home or they've got some kind of problem or they listen to the radio and they hear that, hey, if your home's more than, you know, well, what is that, 40 years now, 50 years? Yeah. That's 50 years in the 70s. Wow. Oh my gosh, I feel old already. <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> Me too. So, uh, are you guys hiring right now? I know there's, uh, there's everybody seems like they're looking for uh, you know employees these days. How are you guys doing on your side? Um, actually, we are looking for an apprentice right now. Okay. So, yeah, and you know if you have a good work ethic, and you know you want to show up on time and come out and want to learn a new a new trade, 
uh, we'll teach you if you don't have any experience. If you have one, two, three years, we'll take you too. Okay, so basically from scratch, you're willing to train folks up as long as they have. I remember telling my wife this a long time ago that it's we're going to come to a point where character is actually more valuable than college experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're at that point now where it doesn't matter if you have college, if you have good character and you're, and you're teachable, come on down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mike Rowe, he has, he's been a, a good proponent for uh, the trades, you know, versus college. And I'm not knocking college. If that's for you, then right. rock and roll. But if it's not, then the trades need it. As a matter of fact, I believe the national average of licensed electrician is 52. And there's money to be made in the electrical trade too. And it's always going to be needed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We can make some, you can have the potential to make some pretty good money as an electrician. I love it.